This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host. Welcome, everyone. This is the Meaningful Sport Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Ronkainen. Meaningful Sport is a series of discussions on the why and how involvement in sport and physical activity can be an important part of a life worth living. We will also explore threats to meaningful engagement in sport and movement culture practices and ask questions about what we can learn about the human condition through our involvement in sport. If you are interested in the theme, you might also want to check out MeaningfulSport.com. There you can find podcast show notes, read a blog, and access many resources for further explorations of Meaningful Sport. I am very excited about today's episode, where we are learning about sport in ancient Greece. What would be the key differences between sport back then compared to sport as we know it today? What was the cultural significance of sport? And how can we imagine athletes approach their sport? And what was the purpose of sport? I'm delighted to introduce our guest, who has a very interesting background. He's a former athlete in Nordic Combined, which is the combination of ski jumping and cross-country skiing. After finishing his athletic career, he transitioned to coaching in his sport, and currently he's the head coach of the Finnish national team. However, why he is here with me today is not because of his job, but because he has recently published a novel which tells the story of Alekos, a wrestler who grew up in Athens during the time of Plato and Aristotle and trained to compete in the Olympic Games. This fascinating book has 750 pages and it provides a glimpse to the life and sport in a very different world, also helping us to reflect on our lives and our sports today. Today, we will hear more about that world, as well as about the equally fascinating story behind this book. Welcome, Peter Kukkonen, and thank you so much for joining me for today's exciting discussion. Thank you, thank you. It's good to be here and discussing this topic with you. I think it's such a fascinating story behind your book that it's something that you've been working on over the years while you have had a full-time job as a professional coach. And writing something that is over 700 pages, it really requires massive time and investment as well. So maybe you can start telling a little bit about uh, how how the idea for the book came about and how you actually did it. Uh, yeah, that's actually a really long story. I checked yesterday my files and uh, the first one was written in 2007. And I think that I even started before that and what comes to this book. And um, yeah, I think like all started after my sport career. Uh, like there's lots of changes in me and my thinking. When we athletes, we are kind of living in, in a bubble and I would see I, w- I was a, bit, a little bit like narrow-minded, and um, but I, I don't know why it happened that I wanted to 
look deeper in the world and, and human being and so so forth. But somehow I started to read a lot of about like history, some uh, ancient civilizations, religions, and th that kind of stuff. And at the same time, I also I loved writing. I started like short, you know, blog text or that that, that kind of things. And and then these two things like combined, I found like very nice story in Greece about the Olympic Games. And uh, I was also not satisfied what happened in ski jumping and Nordic combined field. And at that time we were re really successful, but at the same time we lost a touch in the field. We didn't recruit juniors and we lost the clubs and, and, and that kind of things. And so I kind of decided to, or f first my idea was uh, somehow like combined this time and then the ancient history. So it, it would have been story in two different layers. But then again, when I start like writing and, and searching for more information, then I I realized that it's better to put the whole story in, in ancient Greece. Yeah, it, it all started like I was, like 15 years ago, let's, let's put it this way. And I was more writing in springtime. And I was I, I convinced myself that I can only write in, in uh, springtime because it takes lots of time in the training camps and, and competition season and uh, I didn't have energy. That's what I thought. But then later when I I realized that the book is not going actually forward as fast as I wanted. So at one point I made the decision that now I will finalize the book because uh, I want I never want to like leave the things undone. And I decided also to write during the training camps. So every possible moment, let's say after the lunch break, when I was done my or finished my work, uh, I opened uh, the laptop and I did one hour work. And then in the evening time, when the camp day was over, I could easily write. Let's say I started at nine or ten in the evening, and I wrote like three to four hours to finish the book. And yeah, then at one point I I really finished it, and then I think that okay, or I thought that it, it's done now. But then there's like one media. I think it was Iltasanot who made a story about me as a coach and so forth. And and then I I say that I have this kind of hobby. And because of this article, one guy who is uh, you know researching history and, and like author himself he contacted me via email and asked can he read the book and help mm -hmm. and I'm like see if it's you know worth publishing and and he said of course you can help me help me and i sent all these documents to him and then that kind of like started a totally new level of the book and and he said that in one day this book could be published but you need to do some work to make like uh, the plot tighter and take some stuff out and so it is a long story and now we'll fi finally hear when it's ready and, and yeah i'm really yeah <laughs> yeah well that's very exciting it's like a 15 year years of work and now now coming to completion and and the book has been published and unfortunately for our listeners it's in finnish but uh at least you will you will hear about the idea and 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 a little bit about what's going on in the book and, and about sport in the ancient world. Um, yeah, I'd love to go back a little bit to what you said at the start that you were saying that as an athlete yourself, you were maybe a little bit narrow-minded. And then kind of when you stopped competing yourself, when you retired from sport, that was a somewhat turning point in your life and how you started maybe expanding, uh, reading history, learning new things so maybe you can talk a little bit about that 
time in your life. It sounds like it was a transformative time. Yeah, I think that's what happened for most of the athletes. Uh, the better you are, the bigger problems you face after your sport career. I think it's uh, the bubble or narrow-minded thing comes from that aspect because the athletes, uh, the, the body is their own instrument and it has to be like, it has to work all the time. It's like the voice for Luciano Babarotti. He, he, he cannot, uh, after re- reading his book and I was like amazed how much he's thinking his voice and not losing it. How he like wears when he goes outside and and what he eats and and that kind of thing. So it's same for the sports that you have to really focus in all all things around you. That how you protect your your only instrument and mm-hmm. that, that that may lead to that point that people think outside of you or, or around you that uh, these guys they only have one thing in their mind and it, it's sports, sports and sports. So that's the thing. And when then when the transition comes, uh, kind of like emptiness hits you. At, what what's the next step? Should I, I don't know study or do work or or yeah, different kind of things. But the most important thing is that you start doing something and you have used so much energy on top sport. So so what I mean is, when your sport career is done, you have invested all your energy and time to top sport, and then the emptiness hits you. And then you really need to find something to do. Uh, studying or working or like just like something and, and for me it was first studying and then I started like reading and I had like a couple of good friends who was into reading at that at that time and they um, suggested me a few really good books and then I get more into reading and history and and, and see at times and, and and then little by little I realized that how the world may work and what's the role of human being of course we don't have any like fine answers or anything like that but still you're quite amazed your thinking start changing and, and understanding and that kind of things how they grow inside of you again hearing the story i'm yeah it's it's wonderful to hear about that kind of journey and how it all comes to writing this this wonderful book and so i mean you also had a job you you started coaching coaching athletes and it's not like you had nothing to do but at the same time you were exploring this ancient world and and reading history and trying to understand what life was back then for those people so maybe you can tell a little bit about why why was it ancient greece that you got kind of most interested in and what was in that world that was exciting and that was drawing you to learn more about that yeah ancient greece maybe it was just like matter of luck uh so you can find these interesting stories in all the civilizations. But yeah, um, I think it was because of the sport still. I found like such a nice frame for my story. And uh, I also wanted to dive into different uh, differences to different sport world. And the deeper I got, then I, then I kind of like first realized that, uh, or the, the differences. And then finally, I understood that they're actually very similar. So I find it very similar how they are, how they work. They they had like 1,000 years long Olympic Games tradition. It started 776 BC or even earlier. And it lasted until the times of Rome, until it was like uh, the games were, uh, I don't know, how do you call it, like cancelled or mm-hmm. uh, because Zeus was not anymore um, respected as a god in Rome. So that was a thing it, it ended. But uh, it's I think we people are always so fascinated about this very moment that we are living and 
and we despise about the past or even like pity how we or how we people could have lived in such conditions without luxury we had and like searching that kind of things and like suddenly found out that we have actually always tried our best and they had like really high high culture with tradition of um, democracy and and theater and and even philosophy and like many many interesting things that just started like popping up when I did my my research so uh, I think that was like the final thing so sport was definitely the, the best theme or thing in the beginning but then all these other things started started uh, to sum it up my my idea and then I realized that that's the right place for my story mm-hmm. I think now it's a wonderful time to give a little <laughs> little flavor of the story so so what's what's kind of the storyline of your book and and I don't want you to tell the whole whole plot and 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 what happens there but maybe just a little bit about the idea and and the general story of of the book it is a story about wrestler uh, named Alekos and Alekos lived in in Athens and he prepares himself to Olympic games games in 364 BC uh, still the story begins when he was born in 360 no 386 BC so it starts from his childhood how he goes to school and uh, plays with kids uh, in the same same block and then he he also has a stepbrother called Dionysius so basically it's, it's their story how these two young kids grow like listening the old story old stories about heroes who were fighting or competing in the Olympic Games and what kind of you know not the results but what kind of acts like crazy acts they, they did and that, that's the, like the starting point and I would say the main theme is around the sports but then it's the other part of the book is it's about how the society worked how was um, how was their beliefs their religions uh, how was the politics uh, power relationship between the city states Alex also met Plato Aristotle and that kind of things he, he visited the king's court in Persia he went to army for two years waged war for democratic principles so it's it's not just sports i would say it's like 50 50 and yeah that that's basically basically mm. the book yeah and of course to understand kind of the cultural significance of sport you would also need to understand what else is going on in the society in terms of power relations and and you having read like a few chapters at the beginning you are doing such a very thick description of the family how how the husband and wife relate to one another what happens at school what kind of equipment they have when they are studying and all these things so there must have been like a massive background research that you have done to kind of find out about all these details in in life back then so maybe you can uh, share a bit about the that background work and and what kind of uh, sources did you find for for telling this story uh, yeah sir uh, it was because it, it was like huge job but I also had lots of time and you're writing for 15 years then you have pretty much time to look for all the details and I think that's also a little bit the challenge of the book that uh, I have tried to put too many things inside that's my, my own challenge but I, I, yeah, I tried to like solve all the problems in the world in one book but obviously it was not working but anyway that that's other story so uh, but I I use like Because I loaned lots of books from the library, I read of 
I, I read old stuff in internet uh, in English language like Pausanias, Plutarchus, Herodotus, Xenophon, and that kind of uh, historians who has been live, who, who lived before or right after the period of time when Ale- Alecos was there. So it's kind of like demanding job first to uh, read it in English, trying to understand what happened, just that the text is not the easiest one. And then you translate it in Finnish, Finnish and try to figure it, how, figure it out how you put it inside your story. Uh, then Wikipedia is one good source, and especially in those cases when all the data needs to be uh, double-checked. So if I found something, I need to tra- uh, check it in Wikipedia or in some of the, these books. And that, that's basically the thing that I, that I did. And just like when the years go by, I read a couple of few books and then I realized, okay, I need this and that information. And that's how it, how it grew and grew and came that huge. Yeah. And you say that towards the end of the process, you also had this historian who was helping you to put it together for the final publication. So how did, did he help you to find more, more information or did he think that you already got like a fairly good and comprehensive picture or did he find some errors in your <laughs> in what you had written yeah uh luckily not that many errors but uh-huh. i think we, we made it more like i don't know if the deeper is the right word to describe it um but first we made the big picture <clears throat> look good we we made it tighter like i said before and tried to make the plot more more clear more understandable but then in the second second phase we really focused on, on like words that is that some of the words didn't or, or that they couldn't use because they have like latin uh, background so like m- many of the words and then we changed like we tried to find like uh, the best describing words for or like many many sentences and so it was like a very accurate word in, in the second round when when we was writing so we decided to do it uh, as publisher w- would have done it yeah, of course because he, he has been do- researching for years and years he had like very good hints to i cannot name like in any but 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 still like yeah, yeah. lots of help yeah let's move to your main character let's let's go into his head for a little bit so what does the he think about life and what are his goals and why is he attracted to sport the way he is uh, yeah, at the beginning he was just like one regular guy lived in athens uh, his father was panos uh, who was a a ship supplier and mother Erika and she worked as a wool weaver. They had like a relatively poor family. Uh, but then Alekos, he, he always like wanted to ask why. He wants to travel, he wants to find answers, but why this kind of flight started to burn in his head, I, I don't, I can't really answer that one. So some of the people, we just somehow find this burden to our, our shoulder and, and Alekos was one of them too carry on these big questions on his shoulder and uh, yeah he wanted to figure out how the world around us work what's the purpose of human being i think he's like a bit naive and a bit simple guy like author himself but uh, you know just like when you keep your eyes and, and ears open and asking all the time questions then you you will at least know it better and that's the uh, basic uh, basic like idea of Alekos character what do we know more broadly about this athletes who who went to the olympics is is alekos like a typical athlete who would train for the olympics or or is he from a different family or a different uh, socioeconomic background than than the typical athlete would be or do we know about that yeah i would say that he, he was like typical 
in some point when you go to school they start uh, also learning sports first in in general level they do all kind of sports like all kind of disciplines in athletics they even have some kind of games which you could say they're very close to rugby or even ice hockey they play it in, in the fields and then oh. they when they at the same time they yeah that's very interesting yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah that's that's very very interesting and at some point of course they they hear these stories because uh top athletes they were not like say top athletes they were just basically athletes they, they didn't have these kind of things like 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 we have this top athlete and then we have different layers for athletes and, and physical activity and so forth so but they they, they heard story about uh the heroes and in some point the young kids they just get interested they want to be like their heroes it's, it's normal or we we know or it's like very common also in, in nowadays and and alekos got interested in wrestling there was like one guy um uh, of Groton. he won six times in olympic games one one time when he was in uh, in the kids series, which means the kids under 18 years old, and then he won five times in men, men's or adults, how, how do you want to call it? And, and mm-hmm. that's why he was legend who lived like 150 years ago. So that's like the ba- basic background, and and yeah, sport was involved in everyday life in 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 many many ways. Of course, it was like part of part of growing and educating kids to army, and that's that's been a tool for. For years and years, or for thousand years, to like combine these two things. So at the same time, when you get sport education, you prepare yourself for for army and for the wars, which was still the main thing for for ancient city states. Yeah, and um, what would you say in terms of? I mean, at some time, sport has been kind of the middle class or upper class activity, and then in some other times, it has been, and also in different cultures, it has been kind of the way to rise up from poverty and and it still is in in certain parts of the world today so i mean in terms of was was sport something that was valued in the society and and also valued in the more uh better off families or how was that uh yeah we have to remember that in in athens slaves did all this hard work and kind of ideal of um Normal Athen men was not to work, you know, just hang around, do some philosophy, do some sports, and then think these big questions: what's the purpose of the world, and, and so forth. Yeah. Uh, but sport, sport, I would say, it was combining effect of society, like when people went to gymnasiums, where the uh, that's the base for sports, for philosophy, and war. There was also spa. So when rich and poor men uh, met in those gymnasiums. They they were like competing or or doing sports naked. They went to spa. They were like equal. It was like equality for for them. And yeah, that that's maybe one 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 thing. Like so, uh, but then then other words. What was the meaning of sports for for society? I think that the athletes were like really big stars as they are nowadays. It's like interesting how they uh, when they went to these big competitions, they had starting money as it's uh, also in, in our times. And they had like very big, how do you call it, prizes or yeah, like prize money. For, yeah, 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 yeah mm-hmm. prize money. Uh-huh. And when they won Olympic in Olympic games, uh, they had like at least in Athens free accommodation, free food. Uh, there were like statues for them, and and like that, that kind of advantages. So it has been highly professional activity at that time. Uh, yeah, for sure. And they had 
approaches for in different areas of, of this physical or, or let's say that there could be one one coach for weightlifting or getting your muscles bigger or growing your muscles and one of us for technique and then the slaves in those gymnasiums uh, they could have some some hints for your nutrition uh, not use maybe wine or you couldn't touch woman for a couple of months before olympic games that you, you didn't lose your powers and so forth the, the slaves they did mashas and so like basically in all all matter same kind of aspects than than we have now in, in our, our our top sport yeah that's that's really remarkable when you say about the specialization that you would have like a, well nowadays you would have a strength and conditioning coach so they would also have that what what about the olympic games i mean in our time they are like a massive spectacle and and a real mega event uh, how was it back in uh, uh, in the time of alekos what what was the event like and would everybody know that the olympics is on yeah for sure i would say in somehow it was at least as big as olympic games is today of course competed in every four years uh, and the origin of the games was like religious base for to have, to have the olympic games for respecting the Jews, the mighty power of or the biggest power of the gods in, in Greece world and they say that Olympic Games were about wine and politics so people traveled like tens of thousands of people traveled to Olympia uh, where the Olympic Games were held every fourth year so it was same location every every year or every, every fourth year so the tens of thousands of people were there then where they were you know having some wine having good discussions lots of arguments about politics and previous wars or the power relationship in, in cities the states and then there was also sport competitions and so yeah yeah but what you're mm. saying that it's not only about sport that it's much more like a broader cultural event and it strikes mm. me that olympics in our time they try to be kind of non-political so that they would have nothing to do with like broader societal issues even if we of course know that that's not the case mm. but but in ancient greece they would explicitly engage with politics and and the point of pol- uh, olympics is to go and discuss politics so that's quite fascinating as well yeah that was like probably the best place to really to see the people from different city states and yeah to really talk about the things yeah how about our main character does he have some political opinions and you already mentioned a little bit that he's a bit of a philosopher as well so what are his thoughts his philosophical thoughts and his view on life i would say it's um, like i've said a couple of times that he wanted to understand the world and a human being so he had lots of things between the lines but because he's a bit naive and simple guy he doesn't want to like say everything that that clear that i really think that we should do this and that i think he wanted to understand the world so that there's room for all kind of opinions there's room for slaves there's room for ladies and the more we are aware of the world and the more we make our own research the more we have like understanding and more humanity and tolerance between differences of like humans and and all these differences that, that we found in the world so i think that's mm. that's also the main message of the book i mean from the first chapters that i read that our main character already as a child is questioning whether the slaves should be treated in the way that they are as as things and and kind of 
almost like machines to be used to do your work. And and from the first few chapters, I also read that the woman's position in that world was not not very strong. So this is a little bit like a side note, but maybe you can tell a little bit about women in that society. So far, we have talked about the men in that society. And would women have any access to sport at all? Did they do that at school? Yeah, they they have like something, but you know, women's place was like totally different in that society. They were more like staying at home and doing home home things. Uh, they were not involved in in society, not in the decision made in the councils. Uh, my feeling is that they were like they were a little bit like leave behind in all, all kind mm-hmm. of all kind of things. They had like some, some kind of parties just for women or uh, and like really wise women or or discourteous they could have like nice carriers, but. I think there were only like few of them, and mm-hmm. when I'm writing in, in that time, of course, I would like like uh, I would like to show them in better light or better picture. But you cannot do it; otherwise, you're breaking the uh, breaking the time or, or writing kind of like wrong. It's, it would be historically wrong to write it. So you can just put these things between the lines that and in an Alekos questions that if this is the right right way to do. Mm-hmm. So so you you really don't you, you can't read that much about women. They they don't basically exist in the, in the texts. Yeah, that's that's the place for women yeah. in United Greece. And for them to be omitted from the texts also also shows that they didn't play this this kind of role in society that they would get heard and they would get remembered because they are absent from the texts. Yeah, for, for example, I, I remember one text that even even Socrates, who was said to be the, maybe the wisest man in the world, he he said something like this: "That do you know anyone who you spend less time?" than with your wife. So that tells us something about the role of the, of the woman. Mm. And yeah, that would be, I mean, completely different from in our world, if you think of the relationships, like marriage would be a very close relationship and, and all that. So of course, it's like a different world. And it mm. must have been quite the journey for you to learn all these things about the, that kind of the way we live is just one historical time and, and, and certain culture, but things have been like very different back then. Yeah, and they are changing all the time and, and our our values and thoughts, how we should live, they are also changing. So it's, we, I, I feel that we are not living in the best possible world. We are just living in, in some kind of world and we just need to uh, adapt and you know to, to try to figure it out, out how we can live in each time yeah I would be very curious about when we started out you said that you were thinking about doing like two parallel stories one would be from our time and, and our society and our sports and the other one would be the story that is now uh, come that has come out in your book so perhaps we can just spend a little time exploring like what are those uh, kind of most interesting similarities but also differences between these two two different worlds. Okay, uh, when Alekos was actively in sport, uh, the direction of sport it changed like dramatically and they went more to individual direction and I think it's, it's the same what we have done now in, in our, our whole society during the last last centuries and it happened in in all the fields in, in athens uh like 
even though many wise men say that the harmonic body type should be the, the ideal, meaning that the people or the athletes still do all kind of disciplines and they would compete in Spendleton, which is like the, the biggest and the most famous discipline in earlier times, but it all changed. The people wanted to do more like individual disciplines like stadium run, which was 190 meters long, sprint distance, then like wrestling, boxing, horse racing, mm. and, then, and that kind of things. So athletes started yeah, specializing, so they became experts in just one one sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And it same happened, what was like very funny, but it same happened in, in society. Like uh, these old gods were about to lose their mighty powers. And then, for example, in, in sculpturing, uh, they tried to imitate movement as it happened in action. And armies were, they, they hide more mercenar- mercenaries instead of men from the city-states. Uh, young kids were said to be lazy, blah, blah, blah. So, so like many, many things happened at the same time that went to or lead led to this individual direction. Like other similarities with money, money things, they they were cheating in competitions. They're like, uh, they were fixing the results or bribing. So sport becomes more corrupted. Uh, yes, yes, corrupted. And, or, or I'm not sure even more corrupted. I think the cheating and it, it has been always there in our societies in, like in all, all the levels, but it, it also happened in ancient times. And then they sculptured statues in Olympia to remember athletes that you shouldn't cheat and you should achieve this success with your own speed, with your own, own powers, and your with your own, own abilities, not by cheating. So yeah. I, I would say I would say the core of the sport was exactly the same. But then again, what what is like difference? I think it's what, what media has done to our, our world and also like technology. But that, I, I wouldn't bring this technology in, in this discussion. I would just like say what, what like uh, media is doing. It's like uh, spreading like super fast all, all kind of things and and disciplines they develop or even die much faster. And I think it's, in somehow it's not even that pure anymore the sports like so many like sponsors and uh, media impact and things around us so i think that's, that's the biggest difference and also some something which i don't like that much in sports even, even though it's there and we we need to live with that but that's the biggest difference that I, I can find i guess if we talk about today's sport like if you don't get the interest from the media and and from people then there is also no funding for sports so you also depend on that even like whether you want or not mm, yeah of course mm. and, and of course there are like things like techniques uh, of different kind of sport is changing for example in long jump they used uh, hand uh, weights in their hands all the uh-huh. like, athletes were competing naked in the field also coaches were naked in olympic games and this strong relationship uh, between sport and, and religion that was like there which we don't obviously have right now and yeah yeah maybe you can say a few words about the link between sport and religion i think that's quite quite interesting yeah like i said olympic games were held in the beginning to honor zeus which was the highest highest god and they had lots of stories about the, um, how they how these gods or titans or half 
Hall of Heroes how they were competing back in history in, in the Olympic fields. And those stories, they, they like grow and grow in the minds of, of regular people and burn the flame within for the kids. And, and I think that that was like the main combining thing. Yeah, would that, I mean, in, in our main character, does does religion play a role in his life as well and, and how he is doing sport? For him, religion is not related to the sports anymore. At that time, mm-hmm. um, the role of religion, it, yeah, it, it was not that meaningful as it, it used to be. Like I said before, that uh, the old gods of, of Greece, they lost a little bit their powers, even though people were sacrificing for them, but... They were also like wondering if it's the right, right thing to do. And there were like few competing religions which were like continuously coming from the East, which has been the, the birthplace for several several different religions. Like there's also Judaism related to the book and uh, then the cult of Dionysus. And then, of course, uh-huh. the tra- traditional 12 gods of, of Olympus. So I, I would say the religion, not, so not related to sports, but related to society. and, and and Aleko's thinking, there's like lots of lots of speculation about religion and the, what is the God and what's the right kind of religion and, and is there some kind of evolution of, of religion and yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess you cannot talk about the world as it was back then without talking about religions because they were, they were an important force shaping the society and, and people's understanding of of life as well and i mean now that we are researching sport and religion and and society i mean a lot of people who are doing research in this area would say that even if we are not uh, in in european countries for example that are kind of officially or moving away from religion but it's still shaping a lot of the ways that we think about life and our values and also a lot of our practices are shaped by religion even if we are not aware of that ourselves yes i I totally agree with you thanks for joining us this week on physical activity research podcast if you like the show make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on twitter this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support if you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.